Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Everybody, this is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness, the straightforward real deal on sex and happiness and them going together. And that's the way it occurs for me. Hopefully, as a result of listening to the show, it occurs that way for you too. But what can I say? I don't know. But I hope this is expanding you. I hope that listening to the show expands you each week. And this is my second show of... 2018. And, uh, today my guest and I are going to talk about seduction. Like what does seduction mean? And what is that? And how do we get seduced by the idea of seduction? And are we addicted to seduction and whatever we can unearth about seduction? We're going to, we're going to discuss today, whatever we too can, can, can conjure up. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Her name is Sophia Sundari. And she's an international Tantra teacher. She's an author, facilitator of trainings on mystical femininity and Tantric and Taoist sexuality. I said Taoist wrong. It should be Taoist sexuality. I caught myself, so I'm making the correction. So when you see the word T-A-O-I-S-T and you want to say Taoist, it's really Taoist with a D. She believes that unashamed erotic freedom is our natural state of being, and she invites her students to explore this. So, Sophia, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Thank you, Laurie. Very happy to be here and very, very stoked about the subject because it's something that I am currently connecting with deeply, and I have lots of insights and just very interesting journey that I'm on with this. Beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear that. Before we do that, though... I want to, um, I just want to have you say a little bit about how you got to here. You know, like what was your wake up call? What told you, oh, I'm going to be dealing with human sexuality. When was it and what was it? And, you know, did you try to resist it or anything? I love to hear my, my guests stories. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to share with you. Uh, and there were a few really key moments that took me here, but I'm going to start kind of very far before today. First one was actually a moment when I, um, when my friend died. You know, I was living in Russia and I was just doing the normal things and, you know, just trying to figure out my life. I just completed my uh, law degree and I was just in that free flow and also working as a lawyer. And then something happened and my friend died and that was a big wake up call for me. Mm. It was just, just something landed in that moment. I just realized that we are not immortal, <laughs> that we need to do something about our lives, that there is a much better ways to access our potential than just, you know, confined to what is normally everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big one for me. And, um, after that, I already started like really questioning, what am I doing every day? How am I waking up? What kind of thoughts I'm having? What am I doing? What is my life looking like? 
is it really what I want to be? Is it really what I want to do? So that, that happened. And then about um, a year after that, another big episode happened. Um, and I was working as a lawyer and I was very successful and very young, you know, and, and just already kind of really uh, achieving things and making good money and, but not, not happy really, not, not happy at all. Yeah. Like, uh, putting my, my pleasure last, you know, like really showing up with that nice face and, and wanting to please people, but, uh, not really thinking about whether I am happy. Can I just and, can uh, I stop you for yeah. a second? I just need to say, I want everyone in 2018 who made a resolution to really hear and underscore what it is you're saying. Are you happy? Are you pleasing everybody or are you just, you, are you forgetting yourself? I just had to say that because this is such a key message. Thank you. Go ahead. Yes. 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 I'm sure people can relate to this. This is something, you know, whether we are putting ourselves first or we're putting everyone else first. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, yeah, just, uh, sacrificing my pleasure. You know, I was actually in that state where I thought I'm, I'm running well. I thought I'm going on the the right track, but in fact, I actually could not orgasm at the time. I was always wanting a relationship, but I would always end up just with kind of, you know, casual encounters, not really connecting deeply and just things were just off but I was in the midst of it and I thought that that's how it is mm-hmm. up until that moment when I walk into my office and I come back from another uh, kind of adventure or something like this I can get a bit late to the office but I come into the office and I see that my desk is empty that there's nothing on my desk that all my stuff is gone oh my god and in that moment something drops in my belly and I realized that actually I, I was fired uh, and uh, without any notice, without any uh, consideration about what's happening to me, what's, what I'm going to do, I was just really, like, just fired like this. And um, I saw that I have two options there, that I could have, I could I could be thinking uh, that I, I was fired and I, I, w- I went actually quite low, I went quite, like, emotional and depressive and I didn't know what to do with my life. And that was a phase, but then I also saw that I have a second option. So I could see that I was actually not fired, but I was free. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and within that freedom, I started asking myself other questions. Again, I started asking, what do I actually want to do with this life? What, how do I want to, where do I want to live? What do I want to do? Is it fulfilling my soul? Is it fulfilling my heart where I am right now? And, uh, no, the answers were very clear. And luckily I got into personal development, you know, kind of connecting with the, uh, you know, found some book on developing personal human potential. Uh, and, um, then I realized that I have to leave. I have to leave and search for deeper parts of me, deeper meaning to life. And eventually I left and I ended up in India. Uh, and it was very transformative. And then I ended up in Thailand actually where I am right now on the island of Kopangan and I found uh, a tantric school here just completely like you know just I opened the possibilities of life and then life started providing and I, I connected with this tantric field that is so good like okay so it took some here's what it took I mean you studied your life was aimed in one direction you were doing just what was expected of you clearly you're smart people don't just become lawyers if they don't have communication skills and they're not smart and you 
you know, they gave you an opportunity by letting you go and you took the opportunity because you're smart and you went for something deeper. That's like, Mm -hmm. it's such a statement. Now I just got to ask you this. I mean, this time when you were living in Russia, I mean, were you connected to your family? I mean, what did your family think? I mean, and what did your friends think? Like, did you have to face shame of being fired? Yeah, of course. Like, I, my ego was destroyed in that moment. I was like, wow. Like, even, you know, even in the kind of just like in a, like, um, you know, like in a, in just like in, a, in terms of like intelligence, like, okay, I could have foreseen that. So I could have saved some money, you know, like in this uh-huh. kind of way. But I was not thinking about anything. I was just totally, you know, immersed in this uh, life and thinking that that's how I have to roll around it. So I was not actually foreseeing, and that that's what that was making me shameful. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started looking for the same kind of work, and um, it was just not, not not fitting me. Nothing felt right about it. So I'm so grateful that I could actually hear that. And yes, for my family, just when I left, at first they were like, oh, hey, girl, like okay, just enjoy it for a few months. But then I ended up staying there for five years actually, <laughs> and not uh, coming back to Russia because that's what it took me to totally. Uh, disidentify with that personality that I was carrying when I was in Russia and, mm. and you know also being the daughter being the good daughter being a good uh, worker being a good student you know whatever identity that I was having there I had to totally change my environment and disconnect from those ties and find myself yeah that takes I think you know you were kind of kicked out of the nest but I think mm-hmm. it still takes tremendous courage to proceed the way you did and to like create and make it a whole new life. I don't know. I think everyone could do it. I just don't know if everyone's up to doing it and hopefully yeah. they don't have to get fired or divorced or a death or whatever have to happen. But yeah. sometimes that's, on one hand, that's it. on one hand, you know, it's courage. On one hand, it is courage. It does take a certain decision, but on the other hand, it's like, I felt, I feel like I felt so low and my law, of course, everyone's law is a different kind of law, but like, I felt like I hit a rock bottom and I felt like, I just didn't have a, a choice. I had to change things around. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was more like a surrender to like, okay, let's, let's allow this to happen. And it was very clear all the uh, directions, all the decisions, they were just coming, you know, it was not even a choice, let's say. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, okay. So then you developed this whole new life. We, it, I'm just leading into a break. We're going to take a break, but we, you developed a whole new life and you started, you found a Tantra school. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you started studying and then you, you, mm-hmm. and you really had a feel for it because not just everybody could teach Tantra. Like you have to have a feel for it. You have to, you have to feel like those depths of what you felt. Mm-hmm. You know, that. yeah, and that was like it was a blessing because you know I was not just you know doing it from time to time like a hobby, enjoying exploring. I made it my life. You know, mm-hmm. I started living here in the tantric community and just doing hours and hours of practice of yoga, of um, you know really deep practices and looking at, at myself and like really letting those ego deaths happen and happen and happen and all those identities to drop and drop and drop uh, until I found you know deeper meaning of who I am, of what is life. Yeah. What's your purpose here? And, mm-hmm. uh, and how are you going to play it out? How are you going to live it out? This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So we're going to take a short break here. I need to say one other thing. I need to introduce this into this segment, which is, um, I'm actually an immortalist. <laughs> I just have to tell you that 
So I think that human beings were at a place now in our lives where we actually can live forever, that death doesn't have to be the most likely probability. And so I, I'm just, I'm introducing that to you because I've never had this conversation with you before, but, um, we are at a place where science is so advanced and artificial intelligence is so advanced. It is possible that we don't have to actually experience our own death. I don't know if that will happen for me. I just turned 70, but I'm in the best shape. I'm in like, I'm in great shape for, for this time in my life and, and whatever, and I'm going for it. So I just want to tell you there's another option. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. You know, for me, what was important is that, uh, that it brought this awakening, that it brought this like, okay, if not now, when? You right. know, it, and it actually doesn't even matter, you know, what's going to happen physically, but it's just that, that moment of like, you know, um, uh, I know that also Catholic monks uh, in the mornings, instead of saying hello to each other, good morning, they say memento mori in uh, Latin, which means remember death. You know, yeah. and it's just a beautiful way to live. I feel that, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, how can we make the most out of this moment? Exactly. Because there won't be another one like this. Exactly. It's lurking and we have to really make the most of our lives or try to beat mm. it. So it's cool. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it. You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option 
for women. Uh, Zestra Safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We're back with Sex and Happiness. Again, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Sophia Shundari. And what does that mean? Can you tell me? It's actually, uh, it's actually uh, I, I, it's a name of um, a goddess who is a goddess of this original desire of a human being. And this, uh, I know this uh, eroticism is often erotic um, softness. Wonderful. And uh, I have a very strong adoration and love for her, so uh, that's why I'm using that. Great. Sundari, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Okay, so Sophia, tell us, what, how do we want to start with seduction, seduction, non-seduction? What is this all about? <sighs> yes, so uh, I want to say that the, the seduction, seductress or the seducer, yeah, we can say for men, that it's, a, it's an archetype. Really, it's a vital part of each of us. But then, as you were asking those questions, uh, we need to look at it. Uh, is this part of us, is it in control of us, or we are controlling it? Mm. Are we in charge, or is it just a program that's running in the background? And another question, is our seductiveness, is it a source of our sexual shame? And we actually do, we don't want to know about it. We don't want to go there. We don't want to think about it. When we see seduction in others, we feel, um, you know, triggered and we, we don't want to be around this person. We feel repelled. Or is our, you know, deep connection with our sexuality and our seductiveness is open and we have no shame around it and we use it and then it becomes a blessing to the world in this open and ashamed uh, sexual expression. Well, I've, of course, so, I vote for number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a healthy, integrated uh, seduction, which is really beautiful and juicy and yummy, and we we need to develop actually it and, and enjoy it because that's that's the thing that ultimately um, that seductress or the seducer inside of us is just the one who really enjoys life and sensuality and sexuality. Uh, but uh, along the way, there are quite a few points that we can. Uh, look at and see whether those patterns are unconscious because you know whatever wherever there is darkness wherever there is unconscious patterns means we're giving up some of our power Mm. so when we bring consciousness into those dark unconscious things then we are empowering ourselves beautiful so here's what i want to say about this to you that there was a time in my life when i was accused 
of being on the stage in front of 500 people, and I was only saying two sentences, and I was accused of seducing the entire 500 people in the audience. And I was like, I did not. You know, what are you talking about? I said to the instructor who was, uh, who was you know, guiding me then in this transformation. And he said, yeah, you did. And I said, no, I didn't. I was so humiliated and embarrassed and ashamed. And I could tell you that was back in the 90s, like 1993, 1994. I can tell you now, 2018, that if I look back on it, I was so unconscious about my seductiveness that, in fact, he was right. I had no handle on it. I didn't know what he was talking about. All I knew was that I wanted to, like, hide and run. And now I can openly say, and I wish I, you know, I don't, I don't know where this person is, but I, I, I could say openly, you know, I was throwing my seductive sexual energy out probably all the time without even my knowledge, without even knowing it. So, you know, I, it, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a conundrum at the time for me. Um, and I was so mad. I was pissed off. I, I felt you know, how dare this guy say that to me? Um, yeah. And it, and it can feel repelling because it's like when it's dark, like the dark face of seduction, I feel it's, it's just, um, it's powered by need. You know, there's this unconscious need to get attention, to get validation, to get something. So maybe that, that's something that was you not know, being picked up on there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's no question. I've always been a leader. So, I mean, I was standing on the stage in a leadership role, but I was using you know, in the term in tennis, I was using more English on the ball than needed. And I didn't, I wasn't aware that that was the first moment that I became aware that I was pushing it. I was pushing that and I was really unconscious to myself in an effort to seduce. And it's funny because now I can see it. I can see when people are seducing and they don't know when they just can't help themselves. You know, they're just doing it. It's like now I have a special six cents for it oh, cha, cha, cha. oh my god this is so sneaky because uh, like sometimes even things that we are just genuinely like you know something that really landed for me just recently you know uh, that part of us that that really wants to show the best part of ourselves like that that really the part of us which is just positive you know just uh, beautiful just really uh, nice and even that part that really sees the beauty of other people this can be a seduction strategy, mm -hmm. you know, because you feel like you constantly need to, like, I have it actually quite strong naturally. Like I really see the beauty of uh, people. Yeah. I see the beauty of people that I'm attracted to. And I see even things like the archetype, you know, that, that really what is possible, what is not really quite there, but that potential. And I keep highlighting it for people. And I, I normally, I use a lot of words of appreciation and people love to be in that space. Mm -hmm. And, I know that they love it and I know that it's actually quite irresistible, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a program that I'm running there because I feel like that's, that's how I seduce. That's how I like uh, unconsciously, you know, that's how I get what I want and what I want is people to like me. Right. You know? Yeah. That's so how you it's win. Like, that's how you win. That's right? like your winning strategy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, so it's yeah. one of those things. So it's actually, you know, seduction is not necessarily only, you know, getting sexy and just, you know, like, 
there's also those kind of yin and yang type of seduction, you know, the active and the passive type of seduction. You know? One is like that, that active when you really go for what you want and you like really like just show outwardly that you are attraction for someone or for something and you're like kind of like really you have that penetrative energy to you and like you really want to get what you want. Or there is that yin. You, know, you just you create a space in you and just the way you walk even sometimes you know walking past people and not looking at them you know what oh. was that you know it's sometimes it's, it's obvious that it's a, it's a seduction strategy yeah you you really try hard not to look at them and you really try hard to show how cool you are <laughs> but in, in fact inside you want connection actually you want uh, you know but then there is it becomes this um uh, actually a quite unclean quite kind of dark uh, way to use the energy to get attention <laughs> yeah it sounds like it's um you magnetizing and calling attention to yourself by not giving attention yes it's like yes yeah it's ama- all these strategies are amazing um mm-hmm. and everybody has certain ones because we all need love we all want to be loved we all want to be liked we all want to be appreciated and um we've developed these things when we were little, because we, you know, either we had other brothers and sisters that we were competing with, or uh, we had to, you know, be the best mm -hmm. in school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It goes very deep because the children, they also seduce, like, you know, those children who are rebels and they're all in in your face and they're, you know, creating drama. They want love, actually. They want to be seen and acknowledged and that's their way to get love and uh, you know be seen or then there are other kids like i was you know this quiet uh, child that that is so fine by herself that loves to play with her toys by herself and then everyone's like, wow she's so different like of course it's uh, you know they want to give me attention <laughs> you know and uh, what is uh, i mean and it is you know on one hand there's nothing wrong with it you will want to receive people's love but on the other hand it becomes from that place oftentimes of not being complete ourselves you know needing that love needing that validation from the outside because we are actually not settled into our power and uh, you know we need we need 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 you know from from others from the world because we cannot give it to ourselves yeah but in fact we can but that comes yes. later. That comes after study and exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we need to discover. That's you know from that, and that's what I'm discovering because I I went onto this, I, I made this project. Um, uh, I called it a relationship fast. So I decided to totally take a fast from relationships. I don't know until when. I didn't make an end date, but I'm in it currently, and it's amazing because it's also kind of hand in hand with that came this non-seduction fast where I'm really watching myself very carefully where I'm seducing. Uh, and um, it is very, very interesting uh, to observe what exactly am I doing, how exactly I'm running those patterns, and that I know that every time it switches on, all those patterns they switch on, uh, when I, I, it's like I, I don't feel connected to my power. Mm. I, and when I am, you know, really managing to drop those patterns, it's like I'm, I'm coming from a, such a deeper place of me, you know, a place that, that's so complete inside that doesn't need any external validation, but connects with people just from a, from a place of joy, from the place of, you know, just enjoying other people, meeting other people deeply, but not running those patterns, oh, I need you to like me. It's a, such a different, such a game changer, such a different way to reach and meet people. It's so good what you're saying. It really is. I mean, I, over the years, I've come to that. Like, I really don't care if somebody likes me or doesn't like me. I don't care. You know, most of the people do, but 
Some don't, and I don't care. They can walk away. It's like fine with me. I got enough. I have so much. And it's, but breaking those patterns was not easy. Exactly what you said. Like, um, I had to stalk them. I had to stalk them like a hunter and say, you know, where am I using my, especially my sexuality, but also just my, like, you know, laughter, my ability to like take over a crowd, take over a group, you know, lead everything, walk in and take over. Like, I just, who wants to do that all the time? It's, it's who appointed me, you know, to do that. And whatever yours is like, who appointed you that you have to do that? Like take a breath. <laughs> yeah, I also a ma- major um, program that's running there, especially in the seduction when we speak about um, sexual seduction specifically. Uh, I discovered this uh, actually very simple, very clear thing, which is called nothing but the nature's programming. Yeah, where nature programs us. Nature wants us to procreate, right? Nature mm-hmm. has the agenda. It wants us to go and, and connect with people sexually and procreate and so that life goes on. Right. And also nature has a conditioning, like nature has a programming and agenda so that we fulfill it. Yeah, and then uh, we realize that, uh, well, it's not, uh, you know, it's not usually, not always in our interest. We not always want to procreate and, you know, go on this track. So it's something to become aware of because as soon as for myself, like I noticed as soon as I decided to drop the seduction games, it's like as if part of me goes like, like, wow, like, like the nature part of me goes like, wow, what are you talking about? So what it means that maybe you will never ever mate with anyone again? Are you crazy? Like, <laughs> you're not going to make babies or what? Like, you know, so that's, that's really interesting as well, because <laughs> it's like, this is not from the place from where I want to meet people again. Yeah. I want to meet people from that open, that, you know, that, you know, feel of like, uh, you know, just as this open, that spaciousness and nature is progress. And then if you don't, you create a fear of missing out, you know, the FOMO there. It's like, oh, but what if I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to get a mate and someone else going to get the perfect mate. And then they're going to have their children with them. You know, it's like so primal, so animal, uh, animal running there. Yeah, that's so good. I'm so glad you pointed that out. No, so I chose to never do that. I literally Mm -hmm. made a conscious choice to not do that and to not have Mm -hmm. that run me. And, you know, my, my parents were chagrined by that. They weren't very happy about it, but, um, uh, I just, and plus I did it at a time when it wasn't, there was nothing fashionable about it. You know, I just said, I'm not doing it. And I, you know, it, it, it could be one, I could say, I never met anybody I really wanted to procreate with. And that's, there's a partial truth to that. But on the other hand, I'm really glad I didn't. Like, I really didn't want to do that. I really did not want to be run by my biology. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. And I know it's such a struggle. There's more to this. You know, there's smells and there's secretions and there's, there's an inner driving force. There's unconsciousness. You know, when a woman is ovulating, there's a smell that she gives off that if she's in a nightclub, Men, she would never think to go home with, like, under normal circumstances, she might go home with them because that that biological imperative is, like, right there. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so are we addicted, you know? Like, are we addicted to seduction, you know? Or, or are we addicted until further notice, until we realize that there's all these mm-hmm. strategies going on? 
Yeah. When we want to be awake and conscious, like really fully taking responsibility for our life, I believe that an important part is uh, to replace all the mechanical or automatic things that are happening, like you were describing with ovulation and just, you know, this, what I was speaking about before, was this nature programming, uh, nature programming us to seduce. Um, so we want to replace those mechanical or automatic things into an act of will, into a choice, but we are really choosing to do it or not and not just be run by unconscious patterns. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm always going to choose to wear lipstick. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that. I'm always going to wear lipstick. I'm always going to wear nice clothing. And that's part of that, you know, birds dancing with feathers and and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I wouldn't go out of the house. I don't care where I'm going. You know, I could I could run. To me, every opportunity is an opportunity to to like set a leadership example or whatever. So I would never leave the house to go to the post office or to go to the grocery store or whatever, looking like I wouldn't want someone to meet me. I always want to look like I'm an enrollment. I'm an event to be reckoned with. I not trying to seduce, but I want to look good. So when people meet me, they go, yeah, she's congruent. She's who she says she is. And, you know, and I don't know how much of that is seduction either, but I wouldn't go out of the house without lipstick. Well, I think you can make the choice because you've already looked at those things. And when you made them conscious, then you can choose to do whatever. You know, if you know that you can also <clears throat> come out of the house and totally have no lipstick and, you know, come out in pajamas and you'll be okay. But you choose to wear lipstick because you just enjoy it better. Well, I went you know? out today so in my pajamas. I went out in my house today in pajamas to get the mail. Right. <laughs> I'm not feeling well. And literally, I had to think about it. I literally had to go. I live on a cul-de-sac. I'm the last house all the way in, you know, and there's nobody really on either side of me. And I just was like, I'm going out to get the mail. I'm running. I'm going to run to the mailbox because I don't want anyone to see me in my pajamas in my bathroom. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that, you know. I, I, yeah, to me, that's not an enrollment event. You know, like, who wants to be in that life, you know, sick with pajamas on? Uh-uh. So, it's good. It's, it's, this is a really good inquiry. We're going we're gonna to take another break here. And when we come back, this is what I'm going to ask you about. What can people do to start noticing and to start stalking themselves about this? Like, the unconscious part, when they when they don't really want to do it, but they're being run by it. Like what can they do? How can they start to identify it? Obviously you have, and I have, but that's us. Let's give people some concrete ways to look at, you know, is your seduction running you or are you running it? And do you need it at all like that? So when we come back, let's look at that. Okay. Great. All right. Wonderful. So, uh, this is Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm speaking with Sophia Sundari. And um, she, I, I'm saying her name correctly now because I'm a quick study. And I'm not seducing mm-hmm. her to like me. <laughs> 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 but I, uh, I, we're talking about seduction, and it's, this, it's a subtle thing. It's, like a, it's obvious and it's subtle, and, it, and it, we might not have a hold of it. It might have a hold of us, so... That's what we're going to take a look at in the next section. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hi, you know, I want to talk to you seriously about going on vacation. To me, vacation is really important, and I want to be somewhere that really stimulates me and really is fun. I want to tell you about a vacation you can come on where you can deepen your intimacy while also being at the perfect vacation. I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach and a prude beach and an exceptional nightlife. In really fun classes, every day I will take you deeper and deeper into couples, sensuality, intimacy, and enhanced communication. My classes include things like making love in the unknown, making sex last longer, sex magic, and intimate massage techniques. This year, I'll be teaming up with Michael Gibson to offer Just Add Skill for Men and Goddess Massage. He and I will both offer private sessions on all these topics and more. So, you're asking when? October 13th to the 20th. The location is Hedonism 2 Resort in Negril, Jamaica. I really want you to come on this vacation with me. I'm not kidding. It changed my life to be in an environment like hedonism. So to book, call Tom's Trips. The number is 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. You have to say that you're with me, Laurie Handlers. Please book right away because accommodations are going fast. And this is really a dream vacation. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lati Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lati Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach... I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800 253 
6135 and say Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. Here we are again with Sex and Happiness. And really, we want you to be sexy and happy. We just want you to know when it's running you and when you're, when you're in charge. Ideally, the, I, the, the space to be in, I think, what Sophia's saying, what I'm saying is like to be in charge of what you're doing, to be in charge of what you're saying, to be in charge of how you're being. So, Sophia, what, how do people start to like catch themselves in the act of seduction, beknownst or unbeknownst? My suggestion is to, uh, especially in those moments when you feel attraction for someone, this is a really good moment to stop, actually, to pause and to really tune in. You know, even though it might be, I know it like more than anyone, you know, perhaps because I really have very strong, this, this pool of attraction. If I'm attracted to someone, I'm like really getting very deeply invested. And yet, you know, if you're like me or if you're a bit more cool with this, in any case, when you feel this attraction, you know, someone popping up in your field and you're like, oh yeah, that feels good. So in that moment, I invite you to stop. To stop and pause, you know, take a break, you know, and really feel into your body, feel into your system, feel into what's going on, feel into how you want to interact. What is your, how are you coming to this person? Are you on purpose avoiding them and like, you know, waiting until they come to you or you are on purpose, you know, going for them, uh, you know, and so it's like to pause there and just become aware. And it's not that it, those things are wrong again, right? But it's, it's about pausing and really becoming aware and then seeing that step by step, you know, how you're, you're engaging, even when you're texting someone, yeah, it's like, are you ignoring the messages and you're like waiting and making them wait a little? That's another selection strategy. Yeah. So they're a bit like waiting and they're a bit on the edge, you know, you don't give the full, full, uh, you know, the fullness of your presence because you are playing. You know, so just bringing attention to those little details and um, unpacking them and, and seeing uh, how you can make it conscious. So I think that that's, that's a number one step, really. That's beautiful. And then what would you, I mean, I noticed that I now communicate. I now have the freedom in my life to communicate that which I notice myself doing. So if I, I have a strong witness, you know, so if I notice oh, I like this person and I'm avoiding, I'm likely to go over to the person and go, you know, I'm attracted to you and I noticed that I got a strategy running like I'm trying to avoid you. And I just thought I'd tell you so we could, so it could be out in the open. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was You would approve I think that. that that's the next step. Like, you know, if you want to really meet, because that's what we really want with other, other people. We just want connection. We just want to meet, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so, yeah, this is really beautiful. It's like, okay, you notice those patterns. So how can you just open, you know, to them and, 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 and express it honestly? This is so beautiful. It's so simple. You know, it's so simple, so it's easy to overlook. You know, recently I, I noticed also uh, I was at the dance and... Um, I noticed uh, someone comes to me, but not quite, you know, they're kind of testing the waters or something. And then what I do, I notice this, and then I just turn towards them and make myself really available. 
and just look directly into the eyes, you know, without waiting and feeling what is going to happen and how it's going to be, who's going to make the move. No, I'm just like, you know, dropping all these games and just being there fully available. And it's really, uh, I noticed that it kind of confuses people a little bit because you're like, oh, wow, you, you're not going to play the game? Like, we're all playing the game. Come on. Right. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm actually not going to play the game. I'm just going to show up. And of course, I'm not 100%, you know, always, it's not always easy to do that. It's like still, you know, some parts of me might be overtaking, but um, I've been really making it an experiment and really, really enjoying it, actually. I think it's amazing. Because I, I think, yeah, because I find that we, we meet from a deeper place in this case. Yeah, I love what you're doing. I think it's great that you're having a fast on relationships and that you're actually just being who you are and noticing who you are in the moment with no agenda. Like, it sounds like you don't have any goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just like being, and you're making yourself available. Like you're kind of surrendering to I'm here and mm -hmm. I'm solid inside myself and I'm not going to do anything except just be. Yeah. That's, that's my vision really. But of course it becomes a lot, a lot, hundred times harder when someone, someone in the field who I am actually genuinely really deeply attracted to and really having deep feelings towards then wow like all those unconscious patterns they start kicking in you know like what I was talking about before was this like okay how can I make them feel that I really enjoy them even this even this is a seduction strategy yeah because I know that it's, it's going to make me very likable and I do want to be in the field of this person but there's a little bit of anxiety that just if I show up just the way I am without any subtle I know uh, wanting to make them feel anything if I should just show up like I am, maybe I'm not likable. In that, mm. you know? There's this fear, there's this real vulnerability and rawness in that fear. And it is really challenging to hold it. And yet it is really rewarding and really deep. Just it's like becomes a really deep inner work. Like, okay, wow. So there is a part of me that still feels that I'm unlikable. I'm unlovable. Mm. So, okay, I can sit with that part and, and hold this part and nourish that part and heal, heal it. That's so good. You know, you reminded me, I, I had an occasion um, last spring when someone that I'm really attracted to was going to be somewhere that I was. And uh, when we were in that same space, he, I didn't feel like he was really even giving me the time of day. I mean, he was giving me some, he was throwing some bones, but he wasn't really, you know, there were many, many bright and shiny people competing for his attention. And I said, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm doing that. So I didn't. And I was a little bit annoyed about it later on. And recently we had a call because we were planning some, something together. And uh, he said, well, how did you feel? You know, let's get complete about the last time we were in the same space together. And I, I've never said this in my whole life, but I said, you know, I was jealous. And I, I was pissed. I feel like you made overtures to want to spend time with me. And I went there thoroughly expecting to spend some quality time with you, knowing full well that there would be other people, you know, who wanted and demanded your attention. But I got zero. I said, and I, I need you to know that I rarely admit or even feel jealousy. And I felt jealous. And I, I just need you to know that. And my, I'm not like a big jealous person. So my admitting that made me so vulnerable and it was so speaking my truth 
and he just melted and he said, wow, I'm so sorry you felt like that. You know, and we didn't make an agreement to do anything about it. There's nothing to be done. You know what I mean? I don't want him to try and make it up to me and I don't want to pursue something that's made up. I just had to say it. And mm. it just opened up a new opening, like a new possibility uh, mm. by being honest about that. And I really, I, I couldn't believe it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Very beautiful. So beautiful. Because it's like you're saying, it's like, it's not about resolving it or making you feel better or making him feel better or whatever, but it's just voicing it. It's, that's where we access what it means to be a human. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is where we access the true meaning of life, where we just show up in our rawness and vulnerability. You know, as much as we possibly can, you know, hopefully moment by moment where we just really start living fully and feeling fully and feeling the jealousy and all it's just all part of human existence. Right. And it's all gonna it all changes all the time anyway. But this capacity, the willingness to live each moment fully and allow ourselves to be human, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It felt really good. So let's mm -hmm. before I ask you how people can get in touch with you. Let's see if there's anything we have not covered. Because I think we, the way I'm looking at it is I feel like we covered some very sweet ground. We covered some, some very, it could be hidden to most people, but you made it, you helped to make it obvious to, mm -hmm. to me and you and them that there's something going on here, especially with the biological imperative and then also just this need to be liked, loved, seen, whatever. So is there anything you want to leave people with um, before I tell them how to get in touch with you, like something we might have left out, like some way to look? Yes. Good. Two things, actually. One thing is that, uh, you know, to drop those unconscious patterns running, we actually need to really learn to give that which we want to ourselves. You know, to, if we want to be touched, we need to learn to find ways to be touched, you know, create environments or go to environments where you experience a touch because very often we just want to be touched, you know, then our good hormones, our oxytocin gets activated and that makes us, you know, feel more, feel better about ourselves. And then just, you know, having the time, like it's really coming back to self-love and, and giving yourself that which you want to get from others. Yes. So, so this is number one thing. And then the other thing which I really want to address and end and perhaps with is that uh, the deepest and truest seduction is nothing but life, desiring life. You know, it's like it's this this power of our sexuality, you know, that what we want to attract, what we are actually desiring deeply, 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 no matter what it looks like on the surface, no matter what we desire, attention or another person or being seen or whatever, all of those desires they actually can be sourced to that original desire to be one with everything, to be one with our true self, to be one with the universe, to be in that connection. You know, to, to let life feel, you know, to, to let that life feel deeper, to let ourselves feel life mm. in, a, in a deeper way. So I feel like that's ultimately beautiful and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's when we can see the depth of it. And yet, of course, um, 
when we make it less unconscious, when we bring light into those dark areas, then we become closer and closer to the true meaning of seduction. Yes. And then we can, you know, just really open up to life through all that there is, all the ways in which we can fill ourselves up with life, with desire, with joy, with love, with pleasure. That is so good. I'm so glad you said that. Um, yeah, because the opening of life wanting to live life, life opening mm -hmm. to itself, it's like the dance. I always look at life as an invitation. Like there's a million things going on and they all want our attention. Everything, people and things, mm -hmm. televisions and computers and Facebook and every kind of thing wants us and we want it. And what invitation are we going to take up? And what invitation are we going to leave? Sorry, not playing, not going, not this time, not whatever. How are we going to decipher that which is really for and in favor of us? And that which, like, not so much, you know. <sighs> That's so good. That's so, mm -hmm. so good. Really, one, what a way to start this year. Mm -hmm. It's a great, uh, it's a great inquiry into, into, what do you want? What do, whoever's listening out there, like, what do you want? And how are you going to break some patterns that are just, you just do them like knee-jerk reactions and you can't help yourself and biologists just doing them and it, it can't help itself. And like, what do you want inside of all that? Yeah. So good. So good. All right, Sophia, how can people get in touch with you? You're in Thailand, but I know you must be able to Skype with I'm traveling all the time, actually. I'm a real location-free being. So I'm moving around the world a lot, so I might be somewhere close to you, or you might want to come where, where I am because I'm always in the really beautiful spots in the world. So the best way to get in touch with me is through my website, also from Facebook and on Instagram. So my website is sofiasundari.com, and there you can see what I'm up to, what I'm offering. You can connect with my become part of my tribe by uh, joining in the, the list that I'm sending, like I'm sending emails every week with lots of value. You can also download my free books. I have a, a free ebook called Your Orgasmic Guide. For example, I'm guiding people into how to create those big full body orgasms, how to open our being more to more capacity of life and uh, a few other um, free offerings. I, I write lots of articles. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to have you in my tribe and um, connect and uh, see if that resonates with you. If you are getting value, you're super welcome to be part of the tribe. That's beautiful. Let's spell it, okay? Because I might be able to spell Sundari, but somebody else may not. So let's spell. Mm -hmm. It's also Americans spell Sophia differently than. Americans. Yes, exactly. So we go S O F I A. And my uh, last name goes Sundari, S-U-N-D-R-I. Uh, so you will go on sofiasundari.com. That's the website. And if you want to connect on Facebook, on Instagram, let's see, just search Sofia Sundari. Okay, beautiful. Sophia, thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm thrilled. Thanks. I don't feel very well, but this was an uplifting conversation. It mm -hmm. took me into the zone. And um, yeah. I love talking to you. I love your sweetness. I love your um, femininity. I love your, you know, a soft. It's, yeah, I'm, 
I'm drawn to you, and you weren't seducing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation as well. Thank you so much for noticing because you noticed my relationship fast. I think some posts have been making about I it, have. and you felt me and invited me. So yeah. I'm very honored and grateful for that, and very, very glad we got to connect in this way. Me too. Thank you. Okay, everybody. So tune in next time when I'll have another amazing guest for you. Um, I'm not quite sure who it is right now, but you know that this is adding to your sex and your happiness. And the conversation we had today, don't take it too lightly. You know, take everything lightly, but take something to heart about this. Look to see where something's running you, where, you, where you're not in charge, and see if you can start to put a spotlight on it so that you actually can have get closer to the real you and what you really want. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Sophia. Thank this you, Laurie. Yeah, this is Laurie Hamler signing off for Sex and Happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh,